Yes, this is the Asia Edit. Every week you'll be taken to a corner around the region, across the Pacific, our own neck of the woods, you could say, to learn more about the big stories unfolding there that aren't being covered elsewhere through the eyes and the ears of local journalists and editors. And on a day when Australia's Foreign Minister Penny Wong welcomed her Indonesian counterpart today, let's go to the capital of Indonesia. Endi Bayuni is a senior editor and columnist with the Jakarta Post. Welcome to you. Hi, hi, Andy. How are you? Well, uh, Indonesia's Foreign Minister Retno Marsudi has had quite a busy period. Today she met with her Australian counterpart Penny Wong in Canberra. They've discussed key issues, particularly the relationship between the two countries, as well as regional tensions. Will this visit garner much attention uh, in, in your part of the world, in Jakarta? Not according to my observation. Uh, the Foreign Minister always travels uh, abroad, and uh, I think... Uh, Somehow we sort of lost track of her whereabouts. But of course, this this visit is important for Indonesia and for Australia. Minister Masudi's visit also follows her chairing the ASEAN meeting of foreign ministers in Jakarta last week. Uh, Myanmar was one of those key issues uh, where Indonesia vowed not to be held hostage uh, on the issue, what does this mean and this vow really mean and, and how will it be actioned by President Jokowi? Yeah, because we are, this year Indonesia chairs the ASEAN and then for the last two years, uh, the coup d'etat uh, in, in, in Myanmar uh, and, and the brutal uh, uh, ruling of the, the junta has sort of taken a lot of uh, attention, resources and energy of ASEAN meetings. And I think Indonesia has determined that we're not going to be held hostage by Myanmar and that there are many other issues that ASEAN should be addressing, uh, like building uh, the ASEAN community, addressing food and uh, uh, and energy shortages, uh, the Ukraine war, the South China Sea situation, the rivalry between the United States and China. Uh, but whether we can actually uh, keep Myanmar uh, issue out of the ASEAN t- table, I don't think we can because Myanmar is a member and there's a lot of expectation from around the world that ASEAN, being the closest neighbours to Myanmar, uh, do something to resolve the problem. You've been writing a lot about Indonesia's push towards military diplomacy with Myanmar. President Jokowi Widodo says he'll send a military general uh, as his envoy in talks with the junta. What message will this send? Is it likely to work? Well, we in Indonesia put together a package uh, for the Myanmar junta to agree uh, in, in April 2021. We call the, the five-point consensus. Uh, uh, but now it's almost two years and uh, the junta has, has not implemented any of the five points. Uh, so I think uh, the President Jaco is uh, going to give uh, the Myanmar uh, rulers another chance to show that you know that they're honest and that they're going to abide by the agreements that they signed in April 2021. Uh, diplomacy has not got done very far, and I think President Jokowi decided to try uh, and send a senior <clears throat> military general. Uh, he has not named the person, uh, but I, I think this is uh, just another attempt to to get the junta to listen. Maybe if not, if they're not going to listen to civilians, maybe they can. They will listen to a senior, respected uh, general from Indonesia. I'm interested in this other idea that you've been writing about more broadly, this idea of the Indo-Pacific becoming the most contested region in the world and Indonesia needs to ramp up its own Indo-Pacific strategy. What should this look like in your view? 
Well, as you know, that there are many uh, Indo-Pacific concepts uh, around. I think Australia has one, India, Japan, uh, United States, European Union, and ASEAN has come up with the uh, our own Indo-Pacific concept uh, or strategy. And now that Indonesia is chairing the, the, the group, this is an opportunity for Indonesia to uh, to ramp up the, 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 the concept uh, and we, by, based on our observation, the ASEAN uh, Indo-Pacific outlook is the one that has been widely accepted by all countries because uh, the concept is inclusive and not exclusive. Uh, the, the, the Australian, United States and Japan's uh, Indo-Pacific concept is uh, clearly an attempt to, to contain the rise of China. The ASEAN concept is not. It's trying to bring China into the into the the, the 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 group and talk about and uh, you know problems addressing problems security economic and political issues within uh, the Indo Pacific uh, uh, domain. Uh, so, but it, it's still it's still a long way to go. And I think the idea is to make this Indo Pacific concept uh, uh, relevant. There should be some you know token of our collaborations, uh, cooperation between countries in in the region to start with. And then from then on, you can talk about the other major issues like uh, security and defense of the, the and, and peace uh, in, in the region. I just want to flip to a story out of the Papua region, uh, kind of a mysterious story. Separatist fighters have taken a pilot from New Zealand hostage. Firstly, how did this happen? And, and do we know where the passengers on this plane are at the moment? Or is that still unknown? Well, th th there has been a uh, low-level insurgents, armed insurgencies in Papua. Uh, the separatist uh, groups are fighting, uh, uh, you know, against the Indonesian uh, government and the military. Uh, th and there has been some uh, sort of escalation uh, in, in hostilities between the military and the rebels. Uh, so what happened uh, uh, this week? Uh, the taking hostage of a New Zealand pilot. I think is you know part of that series of es escalation. This time, of course, involving uh, a foreigner. W what happened to the other hostages? Well, the report that we we received that they have been released and that the rebels are only taking the New Zealand, New Zealand uh, pilot uh, hostage, and uh, they're going to use him as uh, part of the negotiation to get what they want from the Indonesian government. Uh, they want uh, in the government to recognize independence of West Papua. Of course, that's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think the Indonesian government will uh, agree to that demand. So there will be, I guess, uh, negotiations or discussions. Uh, the New Zealand uh, embassy here is already very busy in trying to get uh, contact with the rebels, with the Indonesian government, trying to find a solution. So that's, this is going to be primarily a, a diplomatic uh, affair uh, for, for, for now anyway. Just finally, uh, it's the fifth pillar of Islam, the mandate for all Muslims to go on the pilgrimage to Mecca at least once in their lifetime. In the first instance, can you ex explain to me how the Indonesian government is involved with these journeys? I can imagine uh, there would be quite a few uh, citizens of Indonesia heading off each year. Yeah, the Indonesian government is the operator of this uh, pilgrimage of transporting 220,000 people every year to Mecca to do the pilgrimage. And uh, the, 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 the fee that they have to pay had been subsidized by the government to the tune of 70% uh, of, the, of the, the, the cost. But now the government decided that this is too much. 
and they said that now uh, pilgrims have to pay 70% of the cost and the government will subsidize the remaining 30%. But this means that I think for everyone, they have to pay uh, uh, double of what they had already paid before. And we're talking about millions and millions of people already in the, in the waiting list and already, already paid the, the, the cost in full. And now they're being told that you know, the, the condition for them to be able to leave uh, for, for the pilgrimage is they have to pay that much money. Uh, this is something like 30 million rupiah. That's a lot of money for most people. They have been saving up all their lifetime. And it's, I don't think they have the ability to come up with that, uh, the extra money that the government is asking. So it's going to break the heart of millions of people who have waited and paid for the, the, the pilgrimage and now they're being told that you, know, you can't go unless you pay, pay up. So the, is, the is, this, is this economics or politics? And, and, and what, what's the, the kind of pr- proposal uh, to replace it or what's been the, the response from the Muslim community? Well, I think the Muslims, uh, they're, they're, they're not angry, but they're disappointed. Uh, we have not seen any protests. Uh, and many people who are scheduled to leave this year in June uh, are resigned. So if we, we don't have the money and we, we're not going to uh, come up with the extra money and we'll just uh, uh, forfeit our, our, our place uh, and give it to somebody else. And these are people who have been waiting sometimes 10 years or even more for the chance to travel. Uh, but uh, that's that's not that's not politics here. It's just pure economic. Uh, but I think part of the problem is also uh, inefficiency in the part of the government in running this this operation. They, they, this could be more efficient, definitely, and uh, people don't have to pay as much money as the government is charging, uh, even with the, without the, with with the subsidy. We'll have to leave it there. Andy Bayuni is a senior editor and columnist with the Jakarta Post. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Andy. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.